How do I deliver a bad review? With this gun in my hand. How does this guy pull his gun out of thin air, and why would anyone want to make counterfeit skee-ball tickets? We listened to the first episode of This Gun in My Hand, so you know what that means. We're gonna ballyhoo some stinkaroos. Shows as cheesy as Milwaukee. Gonna box up the radio and ship it to Biloxi. Hot dog, this guy's got moxie. Hello, surface dwellers. I'm your host, Paul Cheers. You're here at the Fargo Theater talking about the very first episode of a radio show you might not have heard of called This Gun in My Hand. Some bad guys are using an abandoned school as their base to print counterfeit money, but it's not money exactly, but maybe it's a kind of money. And suddenly this guy busts in a window and fights them. At first he loses, but then he pulls a gun, and I guess that's the whole thing. The bad guys are confused and talk some more, and then it ends. I don't know, there's a lot going on, but also, there's not a lot going on. With me, as always, to talk about it is my co-host, Jason Manteco! What's up, you mugs? Well, we have so much to talk about. I have questions. Because this show is not good. What I want to know is... If you read this script, why would you take part in creating it? It costs money to make radio dramas. Who convinced some radio guys with bags of money to spend it on this? How did this get made? That's funny. What you just said would almost fit the initials of our show, HDTGGM. But yours would be HDTGM. Oh, I can make it fit. How did this gunk get made? Can we retitle our show? Because I don't really understand our current title. What do you mean? I thought the theme song makes it clear. The song explains that we listen to radio shows we hate, but then our title is Hot Dog This Guy's Got Moxie? Well, yeah. You know, it takes a lot of nerve for somebody to make shows as bad as those and expect people to listen to it. Whoever made it has a lot of chutzpah, a lot of moxie. I don't know. I thought moxie was a compliment. But this does not deserve a compliment. Well, before we talk about it more, let me introduce our other co-host, June Ray Dean DeFacile. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm good. You must not have listened to this gun in my hand if you're doing good. June, how can you feel good after that? What exactly made you feel that way, Jason? Where do I begin? For one thing, it sounds like only one guy doing all the voices. I noticed that. Oh, we have someone with their hand up in the audience. Let me get out there. This microphone stand must weigh 30 pounds. Just a second. Hello, yes, give us your name, a question that can be answered with this gun in my hand, and your actual question. My name is Harold. I'll go with the classic prompt. What would make anyone listen to this? This gun in my hand. Okay, that fits. What's your question? More an observation than a question. Jason said all the characters in this gun in my hand sound like the same person. I believe they explained that in later episodes. It's because Parabellum City has unique acoustics. That's what makes everyone sound alike. 
even if it was different actors. Did you notice that one character's accent changes during the brief eight minutes he's in the episode? He starts off kind of low and slow, and then he's suddenly he's a wise guy from Brooklyn or Chicago. Paul, do you have a clip of that? Sure, let's listen. We gotta get a move on, Gil. We don't want to get caught here with our pants down. What's the hurry? All the cops in this precinct are on the boss's payroll. It's not them I'm worried about. It's that guy that goes around attacking mugs and foiling their plans. Falk Ziljan. Never heard of him. Is that like a Volkswagen? Rosen, are you using some kind of Nazi term against this guy? Because I'm not along for the ride with that. I don't mind printing bogus skee-ball tickets here, but Nazis are beyond the pale. My cousin's a Jew. There's no Nazi... What are you... Falk Ziljan. Falk, like the first part of Falcon. Yeah, they do this matrilineal thing. If your mom's a Jew, you're Jewish. My aunt, who married into the family, is Jewish, so I guess her sons are both Jews. I'm aware of how it works. Jewish? What is that? What regional accent pronounces it that way? Somebody who's never heard or spoken the word before. I've listened to a few later episodes. A few. I'm not a masochist. They can't decide whether it's set in 1939 or some later period. Like a bizarre future where things stop being funny. The references are all over the place. I will say this. I will say this. The production values? It sounds like it was recorded in Edison's laboratory on a wax cylinder. Even the commercials make no sense. They sell things like moss and fingernail removers. Can someone explain? I might have missed something. What's his thing about guns? Oh yeah, he's always grinding that axe about guns. But he can't make up his mind, right? He uses a gun and talks about how it makes him a hero... And it does get him out of jams, but the commercials are against guns. He just doesn't want other people to have guns. You can't have it both ways, Falk Ziljan. Make up your mind. By the way, the names of the criminals he's taking down, the counterfeiters, were Rosen and Gill. Do you think that could be Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Nice. That had not occurred to me. I think you're reading way too much into this, June. I don't think there were Shakespeare-adjacent writing talents going into this one. Not Shakespeare adjacent, just ripping off Shakespeare. Yes, that could be, yes. Tonight's episode of Hot Dog, This Guy's Got Moxie is brought to you by Hamster Sex. Do you feel your job as a ditch digger or clerk or stevedore is going nowhere? Begin an exciting new career in Hamster Sex. You've probably noticed the flurry of advertisements for Syrian golden hamsters in comic books and pulp magazines, if that's all you read. Delightful pets. Everyone wants them. Laboratories need thousands. Clean, odorless, raise anywhere. So many homes have been blessed with new hamster friends and new business opportunities in breeding hamsters or supplying food or cages for them. In fact, there are so many hamster owners and amateur breeders that a market has developed for sexing hamsters. It can be difficult for laymen to identify which bits a hamster has. Knowing the gender is vital when you want to breed them, and even more vital when you want them to stop. For a free brochure about how to get your certification in this exponentially growing field, write to Hamster Sex, Box 9, Golden, Colorado, 473. No offense intended to ditch diggers, clerks, or stevedores who feel satisfied with the growth potential of their jobs. Who am I to pass judgment? You think my parents are congratulating me for being an announcer? What are you doing at work lately, Bill? Hamster Sex. No, Ma, it's not like that. Oh, never mind, you'll never understand my dreams. I have another question, though. Sure, go ahead. Thank you, Paul. Why are the criminals sometimes not able to tell what's happening around them? There's a moment where they wrestle with the main character. What's his name? Flick Zoltan? I have it written down here. It's Falk Zildigian. Anyway, they wrestle with him, and then they ask each other what happened. 
Like they aren't sure who came out on top after the wrestling stopped? I pulled that clip. Just a sec. Here it is. I think he's saying he's going to kill us. There won't be any witnesses. No, you just won't be able to identify me. And you won't be so smug when I break free from your grip and turn the tables! Rosen, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. How did it... How did it work out? Did he turn the tables? No, we're still holding him. You're not really good at this, are you, Ziljan? I'm fine. It's kind of surreal and dreamlike at that point. Maybe the whole thing was a dream. I think this is another... Oh, no. Come on. You say this every time. I think this is a Wizard of Oz scenario. I dreamed about wrestling two hoodlums, and you were there, and you were there. I found it disturbing, and there's another inconsistency. I guess he knows magic because he's able to pull a gun out of thin air, but that's his only magic? He can't do any other magic except draw a gun? Well, we're short on time. Let's get one more question from the audience. Hello, you had your hand raised? Hi, my name's Alan. The question I would ask Falk Ziljian to make him say his catchphrase is, what's that thing you got there in your hand? I guess that would do it. Uh, my question to you is, if you've listened to most of the later episodes, oh boy, another one of these eggheads. In later episodes, he repeats some of the same jokes, like the thing about weird acoustics in Parabellum City. That's a joke? I think it's supposed to be. And, and someone will mention the names of crime fighters like the Black Terror and the Phantasm and the Destroyer. And then Falk will say, you mean the Destroyer from the comics or the novels? So what's your point? Well, he repeats those jokes over and over during the series. I guess those are supposed to be callbacks. But if it's not funny the first time, it's not going to be funny the second time. Good point, good point. Alan's a critic now. I forgive you for being an egghead, Alan. Well, we had some opinions, but now it's time for second opinions. We found someone in the audience to sing a jingle about this segment of our show, an original composition, so here we go. This gun is crazy, this gun is zany, this gun feels good in my hand. Reviewers were not impressed by it, across the board it was panned. But you'll excuse me, honey, don't lose me, not everyone felt the same in radio magazines. Some said it was grand. Let's have a big round of applause for MJ. That was great, MJ. Yes, I looked up reviews in some radio magazines, and some of them inexplicably gave it five stars. Let's see. Uh, the first one is by a reviewer using a pen name. Art Geek Mom wrote, New favorite, with, with three exclamation marks. Yes, it's goofy and slapstick humor, but there's also a lot of subtle humor that I didn't pick up during my first listen-through. I, too, did not pick up any humor, subtle or otherwise, during my first listen, or any time I listened to it. She says, a great escape that had me cracking up. Please check this one out. I really want them to continue putting out a truly great show that really stands out. Five stars. Here's another one from a reviewer named Tehipite. Subject, not boring. Loop this when your significant other says we need to talk. Seriously, it's intelligible when played at about 80% speed. No, really, RTN would be interesting to meet for about five minutes. Four stars. Ooh, zing. Who's RTN, though? Is that another name for the main character? I believe that's the person who created the show, Robert Thomas Northrup. That review was really a mixed bag. Only listen to this stupid thing if you're trying to avoid your nagging wife, or if you record it on a phonograph and play it slower. If you met the creator in real life, you'd chew your leg off to get away from him, and yet, four stars. 
This next one was from someone named Melinda Basquetkaze. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Here's her whole review. I like the part where she punches him in the face. <laughs> we can all get behind that. And, okay, let's make this the last one. I'm not sure what nationality this is. This reviewer is named Kowabunaga. Kowabunja. They just write, Is this so cool? No punctuation. Maybe it's an exclamation. Maybe it's a question. I have the answer to that question. I hate to leave all you wonderful people here at the Fargo Theater, but we have to wrap things up. Jason, would you recommend people listen to This Gun in My Hand? I would not. You didn't hear any redeeming features? Is it so bad that it's good? No. There were no wild, over-the-top concepts in it. Just the hero who's cagey about his secret crime fighter name and who can draw his gun so fast that it seems like magic. That's about how I felt. It was a tedious eight minutes. And by the way, that's like 30 seconds of opening music and a minute or two of closing credits that you can skip. It's only six and a half minutes of story. Still too long. What did you think, June? I would recommend it. You would? I like how the bad guys are dopey but sympathetic. The hero shows vulnerability because they're able to temporarily capture him. He pretends to have this level of confidence, but he's obviously lying about his secret crime fighter name. I'm going to look up what time this gun in my hand airs and start listening to it. You're serious? You really think Paul and I are wrong on this one? Oh, you boys have terrible taste in radio shows. There you have it. That's all the time we have. Thank you to everyone here at the Fargo Theater and everyone listening at home. And tune in next time for Hot Dog, This Guy's Got Moxie. How Did This Gun in My Hand Get Made? Episode 97 of This Gun in My Hand was Ballyhooed by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, archives, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. What tool did I use to make this? This Gun in My Hand.